What's up, guys? We are back for episode three of our Student Ministries podcast. Austin, can you believe it's episode three? I cannot believe it's episode three. I know. It's, uh, it's so much fun already. I'm getting, I'm hearing some good things uh, from people, you know, so uh, people are listening. In I'm fact, being, I was just... I'm being approached by people I didn't even really know would listen to podcasts saying, yo, I listen to your podcast. Really? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so it might be it might be more than the original fourteen listeners we yeah. counted on. Yeah, I haven't looked at stats from last week, but you got some Facebook love last week, Austin. Some people uh, that are no longer live around here, uh, hey. but I'm connect with them on Facebook, and they're like, "I love Austin. I'm totally gonna listen to that." So that's <laughs> I awesome. I deleted the Facebook, so uh, you'll have to keep me filled in. Yeah, I couldn't tag you on it. I went to do that. I forgot you were you're not on social media anymore. Ghosted. So. That's all right. That's all right. So, um, but hey, we are uh, back here, episode three, and uh, uh, Chris Genders, I'm one of the co-hosts, Austin Lewandowski. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. It's great to be back. That was incredibly formal. That's, so? that's awesome. No, it's all good. It's all you can't good. Can be formal here. You can. You can. It just caught We're me off guard. The gospel, man. We got to be a little formal. We are spreading the gospel. That's right. That's right. Sorry, you just threw me off with that. I didn't didn't quite know what to expect. So, we've got a and special have- guest here today, Peyton Grantham. What's up, y'all? There you go. <laughs> if you're a student, you're around middle school on Wednesday nights. You know that greeting. Although I feel like Peyton, it's a little more animated on Wednesday night. I feel like we need right. to give some of our students, maybe if they are listening, okay. maybe give them a little uh, dose of Wednesday night. So, What is up, y'all? There we go. There we go. So Peyton's going to join us today. She is just recently graduated Metamora High School. Um, she's got some pretty cool adventures that she's getting ready to go on. We're going to talk to her all about that. Um, she also went with us to Peru last year, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, but before we get to Peyton, before we talk uh, with her about her and all that God is doing in her life, uh, just a reminder of a few things happening in student ministry right now. School is back in session, uh, which means that high school youth group on Sunday nights from 6 to 8 is back. Uh, this coming Sunday night is Pastor Brandon's final night, so high schoolers, come on out for that. Uh, Wednesday night, middle school youth groups are going, uh, kicking off again this coming Wednesday night. Project 56 and uh, uh, Breakaway, that's the name of the other program, yeah. uh, going on. So we got a lot of names going on around here. I heard, uh, I heard also Ice Camp. Yeah, I heard, yeah. I, I heard spots maybe filling up quickly. The spots are filling up. I don't know if I would say quickly. Okay. Uh, but they're steadily, steadily filling up. So if you've been around any sort of special events and registrations, you know like the final week or two is when everybody decides to register. So like, Even though they've saying? known about it for months, you know, like not that we've you know been talking about it since November and social media posts and emails and text messaging, but that's okay. People are still asking questions. So, so you're saying the, the time is actually now, like just, just go now and do go it. Go now. Up. Like as soon as you maybe hit pause on this podcast and go register at register.greatoaks.church. That, that's a great idea. There you go. I think I think you registered me. Actually, I think I get to go. You do. Yeah, so, you're going as a leader. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. Now, don't if you're driving, don't like go register. Wait till you get to your destination. If you're listening to podcasts while you're out driving, so do that once you're safe. But, but yeah, so March first through the third, ice camp, uh, winter retreat up at Miracle Camp. Phenomenal weekend, life changing weekend. Your kids will not want to miss this. It's for seventh grade through twelfth grade. We're all going the same weekend. Um, it's going to be amazing. So go to register.greatoaks.church. If you have any other questions, call me at 309-573-5175. I'm just kidding. Don't call me. I don't answer my phone. Text me. That's how you communicate with me. Was that your um, actual real phone number? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> or you can email me at, uh, if you feel weird about texting me, uh, email me at chris at greatoaks.church. Sound good? Sounds good. I responded for him. I think Austin's a little surprised. I just gave him my actual phone number. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like it's okay, it's all cool. over websites. It's on the e news. It's it's everywhere. So. You're a very accessible person. I like that. Uh, really yeah, sometimes too accessible. No, yeah. it's good. All right, your all right. face is out in the community. There you go. So lots going on. The other things that are going on around here at the church office is sickness. So we are just like rampant with colds and flus and pneumonia. So my voice sounds really weird. It may not be the podcast. It may just be that my voice sounds really weird. <laughs> so I apologize for that in advance, but are we ready? Are we ready for Peyton? Yeah. I think speaking of speaking of like happy faces in the community, accessible people in the community, I think one of the best, I think one of the 
my most favorite faces seeing in the church community Great Oaks might be Peyton Grantham. Guys, you can't see me, but I have a huge smile, like, plastered onto my face right now. He makes me happy. So, Peyton. Yeah. Give us your introduction. Tell um, us about yourself. Tell us about you. Okay, well, my name is Peyton Grantham. Um, I'm 17 years old. I was a senior at Metamora Township High School, um, but I recently graduated in December before Christmas break. What does that feel like? Oh, my goodness. I didn't even, like, <laughs> realize that I really graduated because my parents didn't make a big deal out of it. They're like, oh, you're done. My mom graduated her junior year. She's like, you're a semester behind. Way to go. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> your mom, wait, hold on. Your mom graduated junior year? Mm-hmm. I yeah. knew she graduated early. I didn't realize junior year. Yeah, she graduated after her junior New year and went to college right away. So okay. overachiever. Okay. So um yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> so know. but so you graduated, but um you're still walking in May. That is the plan, but um plans change, okay. especially with my family. I'm I'm very <laughs> go with the flow. So we'll just we'll see where God takes me. Um that yeah. that statement right there, like if we had a Twitter account for this podcast, we would post that right there. Grantham family go with the flow. Like <laughs> that might epitomize the entire family. So. It, it's a very yeah, it's a Big quality in our family. I think that's our, our slogan. Our yeah. Model. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your family because you do have a unique family. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've kind of, there's just a lot there. So I'm just going to open ended, like, tell us about your family. Okay. Um, so uh, I grew up in Michigan uh, next to Detroit, and that's where my dad grew up. Uh, my mom's from Ohio. They met in college and just kind of clicked. There's a whole story there. Super great. Um, but they've been best friends ever since. And growing up, that was such a huge like model to look to. And I love that they are friends before anything else. And that has raised us as a family to all be friends before anything else. So that's actually part of our huge story um, and our testimony. So my dad, he works for the railroad and uh, we've just, we've been transferred all over the place between job losses or actual transfers. Um, I have been to I don't want to say this wrong. I think it's eight different states, seven different states, oh, and wow. 12 different schools in eight years. What? So, yeah. It's it's a big um, deal, but it's something that I, I wouldn't change. Okay, so. Is this the longest Is this the longest you've been in one place? Um, So, Georgia, I actually lived for two years, but if I'm counting Metamora the first time and then coming back to Metamora <laughs> after living on the border of uh, Texas and Mexico, this is definitely the best place and the longest place. Okay. So I want to I want to pause here for a moment. I want to dig into this a little bit because twelve schools in eight years, yes, seven or eight states. Don't call me sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's way too formal, Peyton. Between between Austin's like introduction about the gospel, and now I'm getting called sir. Like yes, I don't know brother. what's going on. Um, He's out of control. Yeah. He's so comfort zone. no. So I I want to dig into that for a minute because there are some obvious challenges that come with moving that much, but then maybe there's some unexpected benefits or rewards or positive things that come out of that as well. So just pick a couple okay. on each side of, of right, the aisle there. Okay. Ready for you. So, um, Metamora by far, I moved here eighth grade year, best positive experience I've ever had while moving. So I had just come from Crown Point, Indiana, and you guys probably don't know where that is, um, but it's about 45 minutes away from Chicago. So we call it the suburbs of Chicago, but Indiana side. Um, And it was really cool, and I have some really good friends there, but spiritually it's not where I feel most comfortable. Um, We moved here my eighth grade year, and it was phenomenal. So usually the first day of school is nerve-wracking. I've been to 12 of them, so I I felt like I kind of had the gist down after – Number 10, number 9, um, wow. I lose track, but I, I still get super nervous. So 8th grade year, um, my brothers are all in the same school because it's K-12, through 12, we're at Metamora grade, and we were super excited. So we walk out, and my mom dropped us off, it was great. We come back in the car, and I hop in the front seat, and my mom's question, because she gets super anxious on the first day, was, well, how was it? How was school? My brothers, who don't love to show emotion, but occasionally do, were sobbing. I was in tears. And we were just like, Mom, it was amazing. It was phenomenal. We've already made this many friends. And they just, they talked about Jesus the first day. And oh my goodness, Mom, (laughs) our school talked about Jesus. And it was just really, really cool. And my mom, we were living in Peoria at the time in a hotel because we didn't have our house yet. Oh, wow. And my mom just starts sobbing on the bridge going down to Peoria. And um, she was just like, oh, my goodness, are you serious? Are you serious? I prayed all day long. I prayed for like four hours straight that you guys would just really feel welcome here. And I'm so glad. 
So I was there all of my eighth grade year, and then in January 2016, so that's after the first semester of my freshman year,、um, I moved down to Texaco. <laughs> so it's Texas <laughs> and Mexico. <laughs> Never heard that before. Yeah, hey, that's what we call it. But it was it was a huge culture shock. I mean, Spanish was the primary language there. English came second or third for most families. And most of my teachers taught in Spanish if、oh, they、wow. couldn't find English words. Even my English teachers taught in Spanish. Wow! It was really, really weird, and I just felt completely not welcome.、Um, not just because racially, but、um, just like socially. It just we didn't click. Nothing clicked, and、um, I just got into like one unhealthy friendship, and he was just kind of my only friend, and it was awkward and weird, and it was just a really hard time in my life socially, but spiritually. By far the best place I've been. Really? Yes. The church there was、um, just a place where they had no boundaries. It was Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit do this, Holy Spirit,、um, just God, your will be done. And it was really a cool experience, and that really just drove me to everything I do back in Metamora now.、Um, the biggest thing was、um, joining the worship team there, and my mom's always been on the worship team, but. Coming to Texas and being able to sing up on stage with her every single week, twice a week,、oh, wow. because there was a small worship team, was just really phenomenal. And I started gaining guitar skills and confidence, and singing not only for main stage and adults, but for kids. And I had started that youth program down there, so it was super, super awesome to just watch myself grow, but also watch my entire family grow in their faith. So. If, if you're around Great Oaks, you know Peyton. You may not know her name, but you know her face. You've seen her on main stage. Your kids definitely know her, and we all know her as、uh, you know musical vocalist, guitars. I mean, all about worship. But you're, what you're saying though is that Peyton that we all know really was birthed down in Texas, just like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Shut up. Yeah, no. I mean, my dad was always musical, so I grew up always listening to Jason Mraz's "I'm Yours" song, and I used to call it the crack song because there's the word "crack" is in the song, and my dad. Used to, <laughs>、yeah. So I'd be like, "Daddy, sing the crack song," <laughs> which is terrible, but、oh, um, no. It, he he really inspired me to start guitar, so I started playing it at nine. But I mean, it was just like four basic chords, and I was terrible until Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but. Honestly, even though I love worship so much, and that's the way I worship God really well,、um, my my main form of worshiping God is through prayer. Okay. And so, like that, that in Texas is what I really grew.、Um, I was on the prayer team there, and over there they believed in、um, just speaking in tongues and no boundaries, and God do do what you need to do, and we'll follow you. So on the worship team there, it was constantly. I'm getting off this main stage, and I'm going to go out in the audience, and I don't even know your face, but I'm going to pray over you. And I had、okay. this really cool experience where、um, I didn't know the girl at all, but I, I saw her face a few times in the church, and I just kept thinking about her. And for some reason, I was just like, I need to pray over her. So I go out. I, I was on the stage, and I just I stopped singing. I went out into the crowd, and I found her, and I was like, I'm just going to pray over you. And I'm just praying and praying. I'm getting this overwhelming feeling that she's pregnant. This girl was a year younger than I was, so she was 15 at the time, and so I grab her stomach and I start praying for this baby. And she—it was weird. It was like I, I would never do that. Like it was weird. And she just starts bawling, and she's like, "I haven't told a single person yet." She's like, "I'm three. Like I—I I just found out three weeks ago." And it was just this goosebump feeling. Oh yeah. This was totally God. And ever since then, I'm just like, I know that. God gave me this gift, and when I feel called to pray over someone, I I know without a doubt now. Okay, God, this is you, not me. I can't disobey this anymore.、Yeah. So, and and I've seen you live that out here in student ministry. Like, you know, it's it's not uncommon whether it's in high school youth group, which you've been a part of, or in middle school youth group, which you help lead,、yeah. to see you off to the side, one on one, or with a small group of students praying, talking to them, encouraging them. I mean that 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 spirit about you is one of the things that that I've just loved watching grow and mature over the last really since eighth grade, so the last five years.、Yeah. You know, it's one of the benefits of of 
doing student ministry in one place for an extended period of time is you get to see the the growth and maturity um, of these students as they, they just walk through life with you. Yeah. Um, so that's been really cool to see. So. I'll, I'll vouch for that. I remember I was sitting in, in big church one day and you like your emotional intelligence is like or your intuition, whatever you want to call it. Holy spirit, like connection is second to none because I was like visibly shaken that day. And I don't, I don't remember what was going on, but she was like, Hey, can I come pray for you? And like prayed over me and my brother and Jordan. And it was like just one of the most beautiful experiences that I've had. You know, one of those most welcoming things that you could ask for a church. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I was, I was nervous. I was nervous because I, I had known you and like, I've already like grown to love you so much because you're just fun spirited and sure. you're great with the youth group. And, but I was just kind of like, I'm kind of nervous. Like he might be like, who is this crazy lady coming up, jumping on me and just say, Hey, I'm praying for you. Like, yeah. But. So, so listeners, if you don't know Peyton, you're getting a glimpse at why she stands out to us um, and why we invited her to be on the podcast and, and share who she is and all that God's doing in her life. She's just so open to what God wants to do in her life and so willing to go and do. Um, and you're going to hear more about that, you know, later on in this podcast that is going to be playing out now that she's done with high school in kind of a really big way. But we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. So real real quick, just to give some background for people who don't know you aren't at Great Oaks, because we do have those listeners. What all do you do around here? Because it seems like everything. <laughs> Right? It feels like everything sometimes. I took a, I took a step back a few weeks ago, and I just I took two weeks off, and I was like, I feel bored. Like I don't know what to do. I just sit in service <laughs> and I go home. That's lame. Like, um, so let's start with Sunday mornings. Um, I'm here at sometimes six thirty, other times seven a.m. And I lead worship for what we call Highway 45. There's a lot of names. So it's kind of play on words, 45, fourth and fifth graders. Um, I found that out, I think it was three weeks ago, and I was like, oh, what? I get it now. We've been doing this for two years. It took you that yeah, long. Yeah, it took me a okay. really long okay. time. Okay. I have shirts and everything, and I just, yeah, I didn't put two and two together. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's also a big thing about me. I'm kind of dizzy, but <laughs> no. Very gung-ho. Details don't matter so much, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just go with it. No. Um, but I lead worship in there. So we have three services now at Great Oaks. And, I mean, that was a big step. We, we did that this uh, past year. But um, three services, two songs each service. And um, it's just been great to watch these kids grow. And as new kids come in, you know, we have our struggles, but we also have our victories. And it's awesome to watch them dance around and sing and jump and praise the Lord. We have, like, three kids that raise their hands. And I'm like, you're in fifth grade. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> And this isn't just you leading worship. No, you're not like, at all. We you're, have a band. you're helping lead a band, a team, yeah. the tech. All of that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. right? So, okay. You're leading students now. Like yes. today, today you're like leading students in singing and yeah. And so we actually have a fifth grader that just joined the band and she's been playing piano, which is super awesome. And then we have an eighth grader, yeah, eighth mm-hmm. grader, yeah, and she led a song today. So That's awesome. It was really That's really awesome. cool. And I do all the scheduling for it. They finally put that into my hands, and it's been awesome. But now that I'll be gone, I'm like, all right, back to you guys. Right, have fun. Right. Like good luck. Okay, <laughs> so Sunday mornings. You're leading the charge in worship in our fourth and fifth grade environment. Yes. You're also helping out on the main stage. You, you mentioned that earlier, yes. so you're part of that crew. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, this is a senior in high school. Okay, <laughs> just make sure we're all on the same page. Senior in high school, here for like five hours Sunday morning, investing in, in the church. So. Oh, and then I also do Sunday nights, so it's really like eight right. hours. Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so Sunday morning is like five hours, but then, you know, a lot of people, they, they forget about youth group on Sunday night, I feel like. Yeah. Like, church is awesome. We're all just, yeah, go church. Go Jesus. And then like, all the youth workers and volunteers and students are like, yeah, I get like a three-hour break, and then I'm back for the rest of the night. Might as well just sleep here, honestly. Pretty much. Saturday Pretty much. night, come here. <laughs> so Sunday nights you come back and mm-hmm. you're doing kind of the same thing. Yeah, exactly Sunday the night. same so thing. Leading worship, but now it's high school students mm-hmm. as well. So beyond that, though, you're you're involved in other things. I am. So um, also on Wednesday nights, there you should get you should check it out. Um, P56. So. Fifth and sixth graders. I figured that one out after I figured out Highway 45. Oh. <laughs> um, and then Breakaway, which is seventh and eighth grade students. And um, side note, I, I do a Bible study with some eighth grade girls, just a handful. And we've really grown in that relationship. And I feel like that helps me in Breakaway more. Um, I was, let's see, freshman year before I moved, I helped out with Breakaway. Um, but all those people are in high school now, so it's weird. But, yeah. Um, they just, they grow. And so helping out in those youth groups on Wednesday night, not only doing worship, but also um, 
I don't know what you'd call it. I guess hosting the games and announcements. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With um, your son and our friends, um, it's just it's been really fun to excuse me to uh, just grow in that and have fun and watch the kids smile and get them pumped up. I have a lot of energy and um, just wait. <laughs> you have energy? I don't. I don't know. Some people call me boring. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that word has ever been used to describe you, Peyton. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm a little ADD. It runs in the family, <laughs> so we just kind of. Yeah. So so you're doing stuff through the church. I know you do stuff in the community. You do like individual Holy Spirit led moments to like just minister to people and and do that kind of stuff. And so so you are kind of like all over the place, yeah. all encompassing. Um are you are you looking at a future in ministry? Um it's definitely something I've really really considered. So okay. um I work with autistic kids outside of my church stuff and um, mostly because my brother in your spare time. Yes. In my spare time. Yeah, so yeah. it, that's really what I found my passion in. And since I'm fluent in sign language, I've become the main translator for, um, a girl at my school who's deaf and autistic okay. and is prone to seizures. So it's a hot mess a lot of the time yeah. in the classroom, but, um, it's really just grown me the past year and I, I just started it, but I've loved it. So even though I'm graduated from the high school, I'm still there until I'm off. Okay. Um, to Thailand, but okay. we'll get to that later. But what? Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Mike dropped. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, no. Peyton's going to Thailand. <laughs> what else? <laughs> no. But um, I really found a passion for um, just helping autistic kids. So if I don't go into ministry full time, um, I would be helping out with um, just autistic kids. Um, but ministry full time is definitely something that's really just grabbed me by the heart, and I feel like I can't let go of that. Sure. Um, so. Okay, yeah, we'll so we'll see. We'll see where yeah, God takes me. Absolutely. Well, someplace that God took you uh, recently was to Peru. Yeah. Um, so you and Austin both had your first ever uh, experience with Peru last year. Was this, Peyton, clarify for us, was this your first ever international mission? Yes, trip? and I was nervous. I okay. almost peed myself. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, so I remember like how real it was because I knew, I knew Peyton. I knew Peyton as the bubbly, like very, uh, very happy, outgoing Peyton. And sitting in the airport as we were flying into Lima, um, she was nervous. Like, it was like 3 a.m., and we were having, like, a real, like, heart-to-heart conversation. And you could tell, like, things had kind of shifted, right? Okay. Both, both of both us. Both of like, us. I okay. mean, I you was know, in tears. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely broke down from the superficial, like, laughs and jokes and everything, and it broke down to, like, real conversation really quickly. So yeah. Was, this is on the way... To, to Peru. Yeah, this yeah. Peru. way to Peru. So like you haven't even book. arrived at your destination yet. Yeah, no, we yeah. had a book full of questions that were like personal questions of what you're looking forward to, like what to expect. And I had like guilty, but I started reading it on the plane before we're there. <laughs> yeah. And I started answering those questions because I couldn't sleep. Like I'd slept the entire time on the plane. I was like, there's no way I'm sleeping at the airport when everybody else is. I got to watch luggage. I stressed out about those things. So. There's also there's a jackhammer. It was 3 a.m. and they were oh repairing re- the airport with a jackhammer. <laughs> oh, it was so loud. I was surprised anybody could sleep, honestly. But I mean, it was just, it was, it was, there were tough questions. And yeah. Austin was still awake, and I was like, should I ask him? Should I not? Should I talk to him? Oh, man. Like, how yeah, okay, do I so do? I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Um, this, as you guys can tell, this is really mostly unscripted. We have a general flow that we're following yeah. this conversation, but we don't know what we're going to say and what's coming out next. So, <laughs> Nothing. So this, this is a completely spontaneous question. I'm going to put her on the spot, um, okay. and she may or may not be able to answer the question, but g- give me an example of one of those questions from the book. Oh, man. Uh, we have the book right here, actually. So um, I think one of the ones that really stood out to me was, um, hold on. No, I have to think about it. Hold on. Um, it was it was a personal question about what you're looking forward to, like, getting out of this missions trip. But after reading everything about what the kids may have gone through, I wasn't really looking forward to getting anything out of it, but I just wanted to give back to the kids. But I didn't know how to word it then, and I was filtering through my thoughts and my feelings. And I'm a person that likes to talk through my feelings instead of um, just thinking about it on the inside. I'm very extroverted, so talking things through is more my mojo. Um, So when Austin was awake, I was just like, hey, here's some questions, and I'm trying to filter it through my head and my thoughts, and I'm emotional right now because I've moved so much, and... These kids have terrible lives, and I feel so blessed, even though sometimes I feel like my life is really hard. How can I feel that way when kids are like this? So it was just tough to be like, okay, reality check. We're going to a third world country that is not developing, and how do I wrap my mind around that? Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, I'm just going to leave this really open for this next several minutes. Talk to me about Peru and your experiences. Wow, that's a huge question. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's like saying, tell your whole life story in 30 seconds. Go. No. <laughs> um, Peru. So flying down, there was a lot of laughs, like Austin had said. Um, it was a lot of jokes. It was a lot of teasing. And um, it was fun. So we had a few situations where one student had lost her passport. And you could just feel the tension in the air. And it was rising. And you were like, man, like I don't know how to work with these people when... I'm a person that likes to fix things, so when I feel tension, I feel really awkward, and I'm like, I gotta go. This stresses me out. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> um, so after um, just a few scenarios and a few situations that happened, um, I just felt like there was tension building in the team, and we were all tired, and we smelt bad, and we just wanted to sleep. So sure. after a good night rest and a cold shower in the morning. Um, we really just got to talking as a team and there were some few heart to heart conversations that needed to be had about, Hey, like you need to check yourself. This isn't about you. This is about serving other people. And Did you just quote John Christ, by the way, check wait, yourself. Is that, is that his quote? I think, I think that's a John Christ thing. Oh, so I, sorry. You're no, like, I mean, you're going, hey, you're John going, Christ is my man. So I probably picked it up from him. <laughs> there you go. You're just picking things up. Check yourself. So <laughs> it's just, it's a big thing. So, so. But, but I do want to, I, I, I intentionally interrupted because I mean, you just, you glossed over something I think is critical for, um, our listeners, because one of the reasons, one of the primary reasons we started this podcast was to help people understand the behind the scenes of um, international missions trips and, and domestic missions trips. Yeah. And, and then it goes into student ministry as a whole, right? So one of the one of the big factors that comes into play is team dynamics. Yeah. Um, as you're traveling and living with people who are not your family, you're not used to spending time this much time with these people. And you're exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you, you smell. smell, you haven't showered, um, you've slept on an airplane, tried to sleep on an airplane, you've tried to sleep overnight in an airport to go to Pucallpa with the mm-hmm. students, you have to spend the night sleeping in an airport so you can catch a, a 4.30 a.m. flight yeah, out to the jungle. I felt bad for a team leader, it was stressful, I was like, I could, I'm so glad I'm a student and not a leader on this oh, trip. Oh, it is, yeah, so la- last year's trip was led by Pastor Brandon, yes. um, and so, and I've led trips mm-hmm. down there, yeah. and so I know, like... And so just understanding like that human element of team dynamics, like we're going to serve Jesus, we're doing incredible work, but there's times where it's just like very challenging relationally, you know, and you have to, what I love hearing is that your team recognized that, mm-hmm. um, worked through it after a good night's sleep. Yeah. I, I think sleep is, is one of the most, um, God bless sleep. God blessing <laughs> things on a missions trip. Um, and then, you know, you, but you didn't let it sit there. You said, okay, we got to, we got to make sure we're all on the same page. Oh, yeah. And you take it for granted. Like anytime I hear, yeah, we need to work on our team dynamic. Let's do team building exercises. I never really understood it. I was like, we'll just get close on the trip. It's fine. No, the team dynamic needs to be phenomenal. It needs to be on point and it needs to be full of communication. If you want to serve the community the way you were hoping to. Yeah, absolutely. You're saying before, before, like, yeah, before it, it would, it would have, been have a good better. foundation. Yes. The good foundation is everything. And we had yeah. we had met before, like doing some a little bit of teaming. No, for sure, yeah. And but it wasn't enough, right? Well, it's not it's not so much whether it's enough or no, not I mean, enough. It was, it was good. It's but. it's just different. Yeah. Once you actually get on the plane and you're spending twenty four seven, like all of our team building stuff before we go on a trip, like we do monthly meetings, we do service projects, fundraisers. Those are like a couple hours at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you're you're living, eating, sleeping twenty four seven, yeah, breathing. With these people, all of a sudden, even without something happens, it's it's it changes. Out, it's, it's out of your comfort zone. Is when people really start, like the real personalities come out. Yeah, right? yeah. How yeah. they re- how you see how somebody really handles stress. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. you see the how worst see. side the first three days, and yeah. then you're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- think about I'll, I'll contextualize it for myself. You know, most people, if they knew at times how I talked at home to my family when I'm frustrated, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm hangry, you know, I'm overwhelmed, like they would be really surprised and shocked. Like that's not the Chris we know and love. Right. But the reality is that is Chris. And, and Chris has to learn how to love his family and his, his kids in stressful situations just as much as he loves the, the church at large and the public face that he puts on, you know, for everybody else. Now, I'm not saying I'm fake. I'm just saying, let, we, let's be honest, all of us, we let our guard down with ego. our family. We have an alter ego, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we let our guard down when we're with our family, with those that are closest to us. And when you travel on a missions trip, that becomes your family. Yeah. 
and people see a side of you that they've never seen before. Yeah. Good, bad, and, and so everything good. in between. We're only hitting on right, that right, right, right now, but it's right. so good, so good. So that whole team, I mean, yes, the team dynamic was rough before a night's asleep, but it was phenomenal. We worked together. We slept together. We ate together. We communed together. And just having that experience with someone, it doesn't just go away. So no. even a year later, and it's just like you still see those people today. You may not talk every day or every week or every month, but you see them and you're like, oh, my goodness, how are you? Give them a hug. And if you're not comfortable with hugs, then I'm so sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a few friends that are not comfortable with hugs and they get one from me anyways. Oh, sorry, but um, it's just you, you love them and in a whole different way because they really are family for a week or yeah. 10 days or whatever it is. It, it becomes this shared experience that God uses to shape your soul yeah. in ways that many other experiences won't do. It's why we do uh, ice camps. It's why we do summer camps and missions right. trips and service projects and unplugged retreats. It's it's getting students and leaders outside of their normal environment to let them be more open to the things of God. Yeah. Because once we get out of our normal routine, our normal schedule, all of a sudden we're more sensitive to what God may want to say to us. So, exactly. That, yeah. Did you steal that from John Chris too? I mean, that was really good. No, <laughs> no, because it wasn't funny. Like, he's hilarious, okay. and I'm not funny, so... I don't know. You can be pretty funny. I, I, every now and again. Every now and again. Oh, sorry. Sarah, that was really good. Is this insert oh, pirate, you, oh, you insert pirate, pirate jokes. Oh, okay. So, no, 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 no. no we're gonna do it. We're gonna do no, it. this is good. This is good because it relates to worship. So, um, why why are pirates such great singers? Why? Because they can hit the high C's. Ah, I can't even hit that. So, <laughs> wow. So, um, I want to I want to I want to turn here because I think we we hit something really yeah. good on the Peru and and. And I'm glad we kind of stopped there and had that conversation. So, but I also don't want to move past anything. So, but I do want to get on to the next big thing that's happening in your life, right? But before we get there, Thailand, uh, before we get there, um, anything else from Peru that just really stood out to you from last year? Yes. I mean, that wasn't even the biggest thing that stood out to me. I mean, these kids that we were working with was just a heartbreaking yet heart-filling moment. Um, I really feel like during this trip um, where we just got to be with a kid's, almost like a refuge home for kids um, in abusive situations, and it was just heartbreaking to see what they have been through, but heart-filling because you know where they are now and you know how God is working in their lives. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that impacted me is the parents willing to take on eight kids at a time to, um, and, and these are, these are uh, just so everybody knows, these are Peruvian parents, yeah. kids alive. One of the reasons we like them is they have foreign missionaries from other countries outside of Peru that work in Peru, but they believe that Peruvian children need to be raised by Peruvian parents. And so all their house parents, most of their teachers are all Peruvian, but especially the house parents yeah. that the kids live with, those are definitely Peruvian. Yeah. And it was just, it was so cool to see those house parents pour into their children. Um, I actually bonded with a child that was the house parent's actual child, not the adopted child. Um, He uh, had Down syndrome and didn't speak a lick of English, but not really any Spanish either. Um, He was five or he was turning five when we were there. And that's really when I just knew that I needed to work in the field of special education. Okay. See, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. There was a moment, was it Christina? Uh, yes. When, yeah. Tell that tell that story real quick. Um, so I was in uh, one of the refuge homes, and um, we were just talking, and I was really debating on be- between nursing and ministry and special education. I didn't know really where God was leading me, and it was something I prayed about for like six months straight, every single day, twice a day, three times a we day. We talked about it in the airport. I mean, night. yeah, it was just it's something that was really weighing heavy on me, and. Um, I get there and I'm just like, man, I really feel like God is speaking to me. I'm like, God, if, if you want me to be in special education, if you want me to work with kids and people that not many people understand, show me now. And that day, that second, this little boy came up to me, held my hand, would not let go of me, didn't talk to anybody else, cried when anybody else came around and just bonded with me and I didn't even have to do anything. So I was like, okay, God, here's my answer. But just because I doubt you a little bit sometimes because you've taken me on everything and you play jokes on me, but he really doesn't. I'm just like, please just show me one more sign. So then we had a missionary. um, She was talking to one of our other leaders, Julia Springer, 
really, really cool story. She leaned over to her and said, please tell me that girl is going into a ministry with special education. Please tell me because I just feel like God is totally putting that on her heart and on mine to say this. Wow. Julia shared it with me that day and I was a ball baby. So, so powerful, like in discussion that night. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a huge thing. So that's why that's my main priority right now is just to focus on that okay. because that really stemmed my passion for more things. So I didn't know that story. Really? And that, yeah. Okay. Um, so that that helps crystallize and clarify a number of things that you're going through and decisions you're making and yeah. directions <laughs> you're going right now. So that's incredible. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, that, the kids definitely just filled my heart up, and that's yeah. really just what stuck with me even now. Yeah. Powerful to see how the Holy Spirit moves in those in those situations, right? When you when you really just surrender everything, and you're seeking that guidance, how he how he shines through. Yeah, yeah. So let's turn the table. Okay. Um, turn the corner, whatever we, analogy we want to use metaphor there, or whatever English term we're looking for. Sorry, I'm rambling. Um, I know where we're going. I just need to get us there. So. You have gone to Peru, you've graduated high school, you're heavily invested in the church, and you're stepping away. You're leaving us for three months. Even just you saying that makes my stomach drop. Like, whew. I know. It's big. (laughs) It's big. It is big. So you have this opportunity coming up. Uh, Tell us about that. Okay. um, So Pastor Brandon's mother-in-law actually was the one that pushed me to do this. Um, So... I have been wanting to graduate early for some time now. After 12 schools, I just get really, really tired of schoolwork. Like, I want to do college, but that's in one place, and there's no possibility of us moving again. And I got to the point where I was just anxious to leave Metamora, and there was a few times um, this year where we thought we were going to have to move again to West Virginia, to Colorado, to wherever. Um, So I was just really ready to be done and in control of my life where I don't have to go where my family goes if I don't want to. Um, which seems selfish, but after a long time, I'm like, I love my family and we're so close, but I'm ready to stay in Metamora. Um, so I was really just pushing to get done. Um, I had to do a lot of extra schoolwork to get it done, but I did it. Um, and it just, it really pushed me to want to do something with my life before college. I didn't want to start college early because, um, I just wanted a break. I wanted a break from the schoolwork and I was starting to get burnout in ministry stuff. So I really just wanted to take a step back from the on-stage stuff, the worship stuff, the um, leading every week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever it may be, to just take a step back and really reevaluate my relationship with God. Um, And Brandon's mother-in-law had totally um, just suggested that I go to Thailand because I have some missionary friends over there. And it was just such a cool opportunity to really understand um, that (laughs) – sorry, I lost my train of thought – to just understand that I'd be going to a foreign place without my mom and she's my best friend. So going to Thailand um, was something that wasn't really on my radar until she brought it up. And I was like, okay, I feel like I can't say no to this because that's a really random thing to even suggest. And that's a really random idea that I've never had growing up. I've always wanted to do third world missions, but I never thought I'd have the opportunity. Um, And Thailand wasn't on my radar. India was first, then it was Africa, and then I didn't know where I'd go next. But God was like, no, we're going to do something completely different with you. I'm like, (laughs) at this point, I'm just, okay, whatever, God, you're well. Along for the ride. Here (laughs) we go. We'll be done, yeah. So uh, Thailand, just all the doors opened for it. Um, I'm going to be living with family friends over there. Um, I may have to share a bed with one of their daughters. We just found that out. But we're just going to go with it. It's fine. So another important part of missions work is flexibility. Yeah. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. And so you just have to be willing to go with the flow and your, your personality already kind of matches that. Right. Yeah. Um, but so that doesn't surprise me, but you just learn as you go. And, and, you know, we've got a team down in Peru right now, uh, serving with the missionaries and, and they're having to be flexible and just go with the flow on things. So, yeah. yeah so you're experiencing I mean, that again with time. Yeah, I mean, God's already testing me in so many ways. Um, I'm working at a school there, and I'll be a third-grade teacher's aide, and the people I'm living with are the directors of the school, so I really get to um, experience some of that. Um, I had to apply, and then I had to apply for my visa, and then I had to do a background check, and I got pulled over the day my background check. It was terrible. (laughs) I was stressing out. I didn't get a ticket, though. I'm good. (laughs) I'm a safe driver. My headlight was out. Um, But I was so worried, and I just felt like, 
I was like, God, I'm just so nervous. I'm so worried. All this stuff is coming up and I have to plan and I'm not a planner. How do I plan? And um, I really just wanted to do it by myself because I'm not a very independent person, but I need to be. So I really just wanted to um, not have lean on my mom for everything. I wanted to be able to set up all my applications, set up my visa stuff and just really put myself out there without help from others. Because if I'm graduating high school, I need to be able to do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So I just, all the doors started opening up. Um, The visa place that we had applied to that they suggested, we sent it in and they were like, nope, we don't uh, um, let you apply for visas through mail anymore. But Merry Christmas, here's your visa 30 days before you were even supposed to get it. Happy birthday. Like it was just a huge thing. Yeah. Um, And I was just like, okay, God, you just relieved all of my worries. Your will be done. You you got it in your control. I have to trust that. Um, it always reminds me of the song Oceans, like Spirit, take me um, deeper without, like, I oh, can't even think of it now, but let, let me trust you without borders. Take me okay. deeper into the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a big thing in my life that's reoccurring. Just God, take me out into that water. Take me deeper where my trust is without borders. And he just really constantly is like, Peyton, let me remind you. I'm going to stick you out here again because you need to trust me. Peyton, let, like, make sure you trust me. Here you go again. And uh, Thailand is that. Thailand's a big, I'm out in the ocean. God, trust without borders here. Just yeah. take it all. So um, I'm just, I'm really excited to be vulnerable in that. And um, I'll be working at a girl's home for uh, sex refugees, for girls as young as six to as old as 18. Really? Yeah. Um, and so I don't even know what that is going to look like. Yeah. Um, I know that I'll be doing a lot of worship ministry for that. And so I'll be leading worship uh, in the afternoons, teaching guitar lessons in the morning and uh, teaching about Jesus and teaching English through music and through words and the Bible um, on in one Saturday. So I'll be doing that every Saturday, the three months I'm there. Okay. Um, but it's just something that I'm really opening my heart to and trying to prepare for, but not sure how to prepare for it. And I feel like Peru was that <laughs> yeah. for me, um, just with those kids breaking my heart and filling me back up again. I feel like I'll, I'll get it in a whole new level here. Um, cause it's a, it's a longer trip. It's yeah. like I seven mean, days. P- Peru, you guys were there for 10 days. Yeah. Um, and that was, as you've already described a, a life changing experience. Yeah. Now you're going for three months yeah. to a country you've never been to, to a culture you don't know. And just going to show the love of Jesus to these people and in knows, very I may, tangible I may be ways. I there forever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the, Whoa. Trust, the trust that you're putting, you're putting or exemplifying is like, it's very inspirational. Like, honestly. Props. Hey, I'm talking it through with you guys. I'm like, wait, I'm like really just put myself out here now. Wait a minute. I have to take back a second. But then I'm like, yeah. wait, no, God, this is you. Like, not me. But like when you think me. about it, like when you think about it, literally your entire life has been preparation for this. Like worship, I mean, yeah. the flexibility, the moving, the just being the shining light for the gospel. Like, it's yeah. like, th- this is it. This is what you were made to do. And I'm going like, cry. Don't, don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of times... We don't realize that the mission that God has put us on has been something that we've already been through, right? The, until we look back on it in, in retrospect and we see like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is why I'm being called to do this because X, Y, and Z. I've seen that in my own life uh, when it comes to working with students. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this totally makes sense when you look at the last 40 years of my life, <laughs> like why I love working with students. Yeah. Like it makes sense. So, yeah. That's awesome. So you leaving when? Ten days, but I'm not counting. So no, January, no, not at all. January ten days, 16th. twelve hours, yeah. thirty-seven minutes, and You're twelve seconds. Right. It's ten days, twelve hours. So uh, yeah, that was really funny. Actually, no. Well, there you go. Um, there you I go. my flight's at midnight on January seventeenth, but we're leaving the sixteenth because we're flying to or we're driving to O'Hare. Okay. Um, but yeah, it should be should be an adventure. My mom's going with me the first twelve days. God bless. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I, hey, as as a second dad for you, I was so anxious for you. When I heard you were traveling solo. Yeah. And then as soon now as I'm I heard your mom, with two people. So my mom and my aunt. Okay. They're both coming. Awesome. So, I have one on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> like once I heard that that your mom was going, and now your aunt as well. Like my my fears and anxiety for you. My have fears and anxiety. Have just oh, dropped. I can imagine. I mean, I, I say I'm in, or I'm dependent for a reason. Like as much as I wanted to be independent about this trip, <laughs> there were still things where I was like, that's not happening. Oh, Sure. No. <laughs> sure. And you, you'll come back completely transformed. Yeah. I think a lot of these things that you're recognizing that you're going to uh, want to stretch yourself in and challenge yourself in spiritually, relationally, physically, emotionally, all that is going to happen. And then time's probably a thousand, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, you're, we're going to have you back on the podcast 
um, when you get back. Oh. And we want to hear all about this three-month experience you had in Thailand. Because it and it is. If we need to go two or three hours on I was going to say, this might be a really long no, podcast. Know, like, take notes, but, like, remember, you know, this is – I can't wait. Well, I'll have a journal for every single day. So, okay. right, and my mom got me this really cute leather-bound journal that you guys don't care about. But, hey, um, I, I used to journal. Hey, I used no, to journal. I, I'm really bad at journaling. I love to write. But I've really just fallen away from it with all the papers this year. I was like, I don't want to write anymore. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I gave up journaling for a little bit. But now that I'll just have some downtime and I'm not grading papers because it's third grade and I'm just the assistant, yeah. uh, I feel like I'll have a lot of time to just really focus on Jesus and nature. Sure. And I'm living next to an elephant sanctuary, so I'll just be writing on the elephants. I mean, whatever. Writing <laughs> <No. laughs> so, writing or writing? Writing while I'm sitting on okay. an elephant. Excellent. From Excellent. So... A challenge, and I don't, I don't know if this is part of it or not, but um, a challenge I would give to you is um, stay off of technology okay. as much as possible uh, during this three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's hard. I know that one of the one of the great benefits of technology is it allows us to stay connected with those we love. Yeah. But my work for the last twenty years in the church, I've worked with a lot of missionaries. And one of the things that I've heard uh, multiple missionaries say is that technology has actually made it harder for them to invest and engage in the culture that they're in. Okay. Because it's really easy to go, this is my day job, but who I really am is still back in the United States. Okay. And I connect with that regularly through social media and, you know, FaceTime and all that stuff with my family. And and so I'm not saying like don't forget about us. I'm I'm not saying forget about us and, and move on. Too? Right? Exactly. But what I am saying is be very intentional about your limited time on Technology. So that's actually really, uh, that's not even going to be a hard challenge for me because I won't have Wi-Fi most likely at the school, and I, I don't think I'm going to get a SIM card for every day out and about type things. Okay. So the only time I will have Wi-Fi is at night, but with, so there's a 13-hour time difference. So you guys probably won't even be up when right. I'm going to bed. So right. um, there'll be a lot of 3 a.m. calls like once a week with my mom, um, yeah. whether she's up at 3 a.m. or I'm up at 3 a.m. Yeah. or whatever. Um, but there's going to be very limiting um, technology and in touch with people. So yeah. I, I, that worries me a little bit because my mom is my best friend and sure. there's people here I do want to stay in touch with. But I feel like these three months is almost like a sabbatical for yeah. a volunteer. But no, it, it is. It's just it going is. to be and, really and, refreshing. And, and I would say for you to know, uh, to immerse yourself fully in that culture and in those people is going to mean almost divorcing yourself from this family I, for three I know, months. I know. It's, it's something then, I'm really struggling with. And then reintroducing yourself when you come back because you're going to be a different I'll be, person. I'll be completely different. Yeah. And I already expect yeah. that. Yeah. And so we, we, we kind of expect to not hear or see of you for three months. I know that sounds weird and it doesn't mean that we don't care and that we're not, not loving you or anything like that. Right. It's just the reality of, of what you're doing is taking you out of the, the public eye here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still serving faithfully there. But I just want to, as, as, as a second dad to yeah. you, as a friend, as a mentor, I want to say do everything you can to fully immerse yourself in that culture and in these three months and not keep this tie back here as tightly as maybe you want to. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right? exactly right, okay. yeah. Um, I'm thinking about just taking a camera with me instead of using my phone for all the pictures I want to take. Yeah. Um, some people like teachers and family members of mine, like, Oh, like maybe post on your Instagram once a week, just all the pictures, like on a story thing. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. Just upload it. Um, but my main goal for this is to really just immerse myself in the culture. And you really hit on that. Um, something that I learned in Peru was cultural insensitivities and uh, what that looks like. So I had to read this entire, I mean, it was a manuscript of what my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My attitude should be like when I'm over there. Okay. Um, at teachers, it's funny, teachers are held at a higher standard than anything else um, in Thailand. Really? So above doctors, above lawyers, above kings and queens. Like they are, like they had warned me, they're like, oh, kids may bow down and try to kiss your feet. That's a big deal because Feet is an issue there. Um, So on days ambassadors come and um, just people that are higher up in the school, um, we have to wear polite shoes. I'm doing a quote-unquote thing over here. Yeah, you Um, can't see that. She's she's putting quotes in the air. Air air quotes. Polite shoes, which means our feet have to be covered because that's out of a sign of respect. So kids kneeling down trying to kiss your feet, that's out of a sign of respect and humiliation. And that was a huge, like, culture shock to me already, and I'm not even there. Yeah. Um, So I really just want to focus on diving into the culture as much as I can and disconnecting here because I think it's so important to really try to fit in and be sensitive 
to what their rules are. Because I'm just an American coming to a different country. I need to try my best to fit in. Right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, we are super excited for you. Um, not surprised at all <laughs> that this is where your life is going and this is what the next you know season of your life looks like. Um, but we are we are just so excited for you. We're praying for you constantly. Um, can't wait to hear about it. Like I said, we do. I'm looking at Austin. Like we're gonna have her back, right? Absolutely. I yeah. can't wait to see how transformative this process is. You're just gonna like, miss me. No. We are. Well, we are gonna miss yeah. you. A lot of people are gonna miss you. So absolutely. But we know we know that this is a good period of growth for you, as well as for your ministry, and as well as for. Everybody that's listening, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's an example. Absolutely. And, so. and my heart in ministry, but especially in student ministry, is, and not, not just, because I think Austin's an example of that, but I want, I want to invest in people, build them up, and launch them. Yeah. Like, send them out. Whether they stay in Great Oaks, whether they go to another church, whether they go around the world. Like, I love seeing this kind of thing happen. Where I mean, you've been my role model since pour. eighth grade. Like, yeah, it's, you're, you're very good at walking alongside people, whether it's in their grief or in their struggles or in their joy. And you're yeah. very good at just being happy when they're happy and sitting down and talking to them when they're sad and just walking them through it. And I feel like that's what makes you so good for this church. And just it, it, it's a face in the community where everyone knows that they can run to you. Yeah. It's, it's super, super awesome. But, but my whole thing is, like I said, I, I appreciate that. You're going to make me cry. Now. <laughs> um, my, my whole thing is I, when I go to bed at the end of the night and I put my pillow on the head, like I know it's been a good day if I've, if I've invested in others and they're growing, um, whatever that may look like yeah. spiritually, relationally, emotionally, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so this, you're, you're kind of pride and joy a little bit, right? Um, we're not supposed to have favorite students in student ministry, but there are ones that stand out. And you have definitely been one of those students that stood out for the last five years. And looking forward to all that God is going to do in you and through you uh, in the coming months and years. So thanks for joining us. Uh, being on the podcast, me. your third official guest after Pastor Brandon and co-host Austin Lewandowski. So I'm the first student. You're the first student. Wow. Well, you're not even a student anymore, no, though, I'm right? Not. I'm not. Technically, I'm, we, I'm not yeah. an adult yet either, though. So <laughs> no. I don't know where I stand. You're in that, that land between. Yeah. That land between. So, uh, but man, Peyton, thank you for joining us. Thanks for sharing and. And uh, listeners, uh, be praying for the next three months and look forward to hearing from Peyton when she returns. So anything else, Austin? Love you, sis. Good luck. Love you, bro. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great night. Ciao. Or day. Or whatever. <laughs> evening. Evening. Good evening. Whatever. Yeah. See ya. Till next time. Bye.